Hi everybody, the complex PTSD guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist, I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD, and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. I wanted to talk more about the the detriment that comparing ourselves to other people can bring. And this, I think, is way more of a phenomena within the world of having complex PTSD versus maybe just your average person who doesn't have complex PTSD or any type of PTSD. Um, But particularly, the comparing ourselves, I think, relates to, as I mentioned before, negative self-concept and interpersonal disturbances. So one, if you have trouble navigating interpersonal relationships, that will affect your relationships and your your work career, like your ability to communicate with colleagues and just have a, a social life. So those are three huge things, right? Your relationships, like dating people, being engaged to somebody, your work life and your social life. So right there, if you're having downfalls in those categories and you're having disabling type situations occur, you're probably going to compare yourself to other people. And it's important to remember where some of that disabling lack of communication comes from. It comes from the complex PTSD and sometimes coming from a a toxic environment. And if you grew up in a toxic environment, so right there, that can be something that's hugely disabling because, or hugely detrimental, I should say, because you're, you're comparing yourself to people who are able to function maybe in a more functional way. They're able to communicate in a functional way. And if you're comparing yourself it's, it's really going to lead to aggravation. Um, so the important thing is to remind yourself, even people who seem happy, everybody has problems like that. Nobody is just navigating life completely perfectly because nobody's perfect. Um, so it's good to just remind yourself of that. And every situation, there's always going to be somebody who is probably lying about something or somebody who's being pretentious or, you know, somebody who's maybe not even friends with the people they claim to be friends with. It's just a superficial situation. So there's always, you know, people, things aren't always what they seem to be, I guess is my point. And in regards to negative self-concept, so another thing that people with complex PTSD struggle with more often than I think a lot of other people. And according to books that things that I've read about complex PTSD, um, when you have negative self-concept, um, you're basically being hard on yourself. And this is where I talk about feelings of incompetence. And so if you already have like a fear of failure or whatever it is, you, you beat yourself up, you're, you're really harsh on yourself. Um, if you're comparing yourselves to other people, again, it's going to be detrimental. So it's important to remember some people might just be putting, um, putting it out there that 
everything is perfect when really nothing's ever perfect for everybody. Um, and some people are just really good at being extremely grateful for the smallest things in their lives, which is a really good thing. Um, so someone who just seems absolutely overjoyously happy all the time, maybe they truly are because they're, they're just so grateful for the littlest things in life. Um, I remember there was a woman, there's a guy I know, I won't say who he is, but he's a very grumpy, grouchy guy. And he's probably like in his sixties now. And he was almost dumbstruck one day or dumbfounded, whatever the word is, by a blind woman that he came across in this town that we were all living in at the time. And this blind woman was probably his age or a little bit older and she was the most grateful, happiest person that he had like ever seen. And she, she, he would always see her like walking down the sidewalk and she would like ride a bus or take a, an Uber or whatever it is she used to do. I'm not sure how she used to get around, but she walked a lot and she used a walking cane, uh, you know, for visually impaired people. And I think she, I think he had seen her talking with my, like someone I know before, a couple of people that I know, um, people in my life. And she was just so happy. She was like so pleasant and happy and joyful and just joyous and, you know, hallelujah. And, you know, just everything was just happy. And he just couldn't believe it because he thought, how is this woman who can't even see so grateful? And it was, it was just that, she just, I don't know. It was just how it was her outlook. She was just a happy, thankful person. And it made him realize like he had more to be happy about. Um, so, you know, it was like a, it was just her being so thankful for the little things that really impacted him in a good way. Um, but some people are really just like that, you know? So if you're comparing yourself to somebody who's like overly joyful, that would be something I would say that might be worth looking into. But if you're comparing yourself to somebody because they have a huge house or they drive a Jaguar or, you know, they're constantly going on the coolest vacations ever or they appear to have a perfect family, whatever the heck that means. I don't know that those would be things that I would look more into. Those might be things you don't want to be envious about because one people who go on a lot of trips like that, they could have a lot of debt, a lot of financial credit card debt. They could be in way over their heads and just not talking about it, or they could be frauding people out of their money. And that's how they afford those vacations or not. You know, maybe they just pay for it with their jobs. But a lot of times when someone's kind of flashing their money, to me, that's a sign that something's wrong. I grew up where I happened to have an uncle who was a multimillionaire and nobody knew he was a multimillionaire because he was so humble. He never flashed money ever. He drove an older like Oldsmobile car for like 30 years. He lived in a modest home, but he was a multimillionaire. So whenever he passed away, um, that's when we found out how much money he had because it was in his will. And he literally had millions and millions of dollars. Um, 
and we just didn't know a lot of it was in like trust so he would like pretty much live off the trust like the interest on the trust but he also had a pension because he still worked a job even though he had a lot of money um so people just never knew his own siblings didn't even know his own sisters didn't know but you know it's it's just important to realize like look at things for what they really are other things that I always notice if a neighborhood looks immaculately, perfectly organized, clean, perfectly clean yards, that to me is a sign I don't want to live there because um, it's almost like there's probably a lot of rules. There's probably a lot of community rules about what you can do, what you can have in your yard, what your yard's supposed to look like, and you have to abide by those rules. And I wouldn't want that. I would want like, you know, I just wouldn't want to live like that. That would, that would get really old. Um, so anytime I see a neighborhood like that, I always immediately think I would not want to live there. Um, there's a lot of rules and I've had friends who lived in communities that had neighborhood rules. Like, I don't remember what they all were now, but I just remember hearing some of them. I think some of them had to do with I don't know if it was like certain flags that you could have out or what it was. I I can't even remember now, but they just had certain rules where they wanted things to be a certain way, you know, just, I don't even know what that's called, but they had a, they had, they literally had rules because they were going to, I think we had talked about putting something up in their yard or doing something and they were like, no, we can't do that. And I was like, well, why not? It's your yard. You own the house. And they were like, no, we, we live in a community where we abide by certain rules because they, all the neighbors want their homes to have a certain value based on certain things, whatever. Um, so they, they couldn't do that. Um, but it's not where I would want to live. Um, like if I had my own house, I'd probably have like wildflowers and a Japanese Zen garden. And I I don't even know, just, it would be, I would want very specific things based on certain, for certain reasons. And I wouldn't live in a modern neighborhood like that, like a suburb. I wouldn't live like that. Um, One of my favorite episodes, I know I've talked about this a lot and I won't ramble, But one of my favorite episodes of The X-Files is when Scully and Mulder go to a suburb and they pretend to be a couple and they're not actually a couple, Um, but they pretend to be because they're undercover and there's like a monster in the suburb and it's controlling everybody's lawns to keep their lawns accurate. So every time I see a neighborhood like that, I always think of that episode and I'm like, nope, I don't want to live in the the monster suburbs. Um, but yeah, comparing yourself to other people is, it really is one of the biggest things that I've come to the conclusion that I think people particularly with complex PTSD do a lot. And I think, again, it has to do with what I've talked about so much feelings of incompetence and people's behavior, not always making sense. Um, and I don't know if the, this other thing is particularly true for you guys, but I know for me, if you struggle with interpersonal dialogue, dialogue, um, 
that might be part of the reason why you're seeing things almost like I said, only seeing the cover of the book and judging the book by its cover and not getting to know what's inside the book. So in regards to people, you're just seeing the people, but because we struggle with interpersonal dialogue, we're not getting to know the people. Um, we're not getting to a certain level because those skills are hindered, those communication skills, like really getting to know somebody and listen to them and getting to know them on a deeper level because maybe some of our triggers are triggering us to where we don't get there with people. And so you're seeing them as like the cover of a book. You're not getting to know them. So like when I said I was judging books by a cover and then I actually read them because I've been forcing myself to read certain books I didn't want to read um, and just opening up my mind more or books I would never normally read, I should say, I actually learn a lot of really interesting things. So I'm, I think it could be relatable for how we dialogue with people. Um, so maybe that's a big part of the puzzle. You know, maybe that's something I just solved a big part of the puzzle. I don't know, but I think that that could be true. Um, because if you struggle with that dialogue, interpersonal communication, then it would make sense that you're not getting to know people on a deeper level. It may be more superficial. Um, and that can go both ways. Superficiality doesn't have to be clothes and cars. Superficiality could also be if you're only engaging with people on horrible aspects of your life. I think that's also superficial in a sense. So if I'm engaging with people around me, and engaging with them because they also struggle with depression or they struggle with living with a narcissist in a way that's superficial because it's like this is why this is why this is what we talk about whenever we see each other it's like you're not really getting to know them you're only talking about the narcissist or you're only talking about depression it's like there's got to be something else going on in their life so the more that you're able to actually communicate and dialogue with them, the more transparent they'll be. Um, and I, I think that that could be a big part of, you know, it, it would help um, to not compare yourself to people if you really get to know them more. Um, you know, get to know kind of their insides and outsides. Because by the way, I actually was going for a walk today and I saw an old colleague and she told me something and I won't say who this was about. It was somebody who I know quite well. And I didn't know this certain thing about them. But we I just happened to see my old colleague while I was walking. And we were chit-chatting. And um, she was like, oh, hey, how you doing? And blah, blah, blah. And we found out we knew the same person. Well, she told me in this like five minutes of chit-chat that this person and their spouse might be getting a divorce. And I was like, whoa, I was like, you're still in the beans. Um, you know, I was like, you've got the, the juice here. Um, but I wasn't expecting that to hear that whatsoever, because on the outside, this person who, again, I know quite personally, their marriage and their family looks spotless. Um, 
they even own like a local business and like their photos out there, like on a website. And it's always like this super happy family, you know, a lot of photos like professional photography, like photos and sunshine, happy day. And, you know, I, I wouldn't have guessed that I wouldn't have guessed that they might be getting a divorce. I, I wouldn't have thought that at all. And this is also somebody who's my age, right? So this is like the prime of their life and to go, or what I'm imagining is the prime of their life. Um, they're super successful, by the way. Um, a lot of people know them. They actually own a couple businesses and very good looking, well-dressed, um, spotless. They're even on TV. They're on like commercials and stuff. And no, I didn't know that, but I believe what she was saying because she happens to know them in a more intimate way than what I do. Um, as does somebody else that she knows. So they know them more intimately and see them more often than I do. So I was like, well, they'd probably know more than I do. Um, I haven't seen them for a while. Um, but that's a perfect example. You know, somebody might appear to have everything and they might actually be getting ready to change things if they get, if they're about to get a divorce, um, you know, things just aren't always what they seem. So, you know, don't compare yourself. Like someone could be the most physically fit person, but then you find out that they're on some type of a substance to make their body look bigger and stronger and then they get sick from it. Right. So it's like, well, maybe you don't want to look like that anyway, because the way they got there was by using a substance to look that way. Um, so again, the, the thing that I would go towards, like I mentioned, the, the gratitude, the blind woman who was so happy and grateful for things, that would be something that I would say is worth looking into, um, you know, versus money, cars, people who appear to be happy. Um, you know, someone could have a, a hundred friends and hang out with a hundred friends five days a week and you think, wow, how come they're so popular? And then it turns out, you know, there was some scam going on and all these people were like being paid or, or who knows, you know, like it could turn out that it was like a cult or, you know, it could turn out, um, all these people were being friends with them as for some ulterior motive. And it was, um, you know, drug related or something. Um, you know, like that's, that's why they were all hanging out with them because they were all using something, but it was all secretive. So you're always wondering why are they always so drawn to them and have so many friends? Well, they were hiding the fact that they were using something, but that's why you saw them with all these people all the time because they were all doing it. You know, you just never know. But I wanted to share some of that and why I think for people with complex PTSD, I just think it's a bigger aspect. And I do think that getting to know somebody more, like I said, with the cover of the book and don't judge a book by its cover, sometimes really getting to know people in new ways and different ways can sometimes make you realize maybe they don't have it all. And maybe you don't, it's not what you're actually wanting when you get to actually know what's going on in their situation. So, um, that's all. This is the complex PTSD guy signing off.